Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to elementary. And today, I am so delighted to have my guest、uh, join me today. So, as you know, we we're just about ready to get started. Hello. Hi, Janet. How are you? Good. Good. So, for all of you watching,、um, my name is Jacqueline Watson, and today I have Stonegate Legal. So, without、um, let's get started. Introduce yourself and your Instagram handle. Good evening, everyone. My name is Bita Delisi with Stonegate Legal Services,、um, and here we are. I'm really excited to be here today. Perfect. And your Instagram handle is at Stonegate Legal Services, right? It is, yeah. No dots and on.、Right? No、Just、dots, no dashes. <laughs> yes, yes, that's good. So, tell us a little bit about your business, and you know,、um, and where you're located. We are a boutique firm. We only handle landlord and tenant matters.、Um, our team of paralegals is myself, and consists of、uh, a great. Power team、uh, ready to assist landlords throughout the province of Ontario. All we handle is landlord and tenant matters,、um, just because of our background in real estate. So what we essentially do is we provide support to realtors and their clients throughout the province of Ontario when it comes to dealing with landlord and tenancy matters. Yeah, so thank you for that.、Uh, before we get started, I just want to let people know. I know.、Um, You know, there's a, a someone says Bita is friendly and knowledgeable. Thank you so much for that comment.、Um, but if anybody has any questions that they specifically want to ask,、uh, please. There's a little question icon. You can type it in there. You can write it in the comments. I'm going to try and keep up with it. If we can't get to it on this live session, we will get back to you either way.、Um, With those with those responses, so ask your questions. So tell us, how long have you been in business? So my background、uh, actually lies in real estate. So I obtained my real estate license. I'm going to age myself now. <laughs> <laughs> Back in 2004, 2005, when I obtained my real estate license, and I started acquiring landlord and investor clients who were basically out of province and out of the country, and Those the ones that were actually in the province and in the country didn't really want to tend to the day to day activities when it comes to managing their investment. So just like all my real estate colleagues out there, in order to keep that relationship、uh, with the seller with, with the、uh, with the client,、um, I alongside my husband we start a property management company to kind of act as an umbrella in managing these properties, and then. Nine times out of ten, I would go to the landlord and tenant board to, you know, on behalf of my landlord clients, on matters like non-payment of rent, late payment of rent,、um, maintenance and repairs, so forth and, and so on. And nine times out of ten, my matters would get dismissed because I was not a licensed paralegal or a lawyer. So I went back to school. I obtained my paralegal license, and, and again、uh, to act as an umbrella to help my clients and my investor landlords. 
And I was being approached by my real estate colleagues and broker records and managers asking me to train their agents and bring awareness to their agents when it comes to dealing with landlord and tenant matters. Because I know being an agent, I know your lingo, and I know that we're kind of like fish out of water when it comes to dealing with landlord and tenant matters. We're left to figure it out. And often when we're trying to figure things out and we're trying to act in good faith for our clients, we often, we often, uh, not intentionally, we often uh, tend to give the wrong advice. So, and, and that's why, that's why we're here. We're here to help provide support to agents so that they don't get themselves or their clients into trouble. So we've, we've, our real estate background goes back to 2004, 2005. Our firm, Stonegate Legal Services, opened its door to the public in uh, 2018. So we are able to service all of Ontario now. Excellent. That's excellent. So what advice would you give? Uh, we, we have a question already, but I'll get to that a little later. But what awesome. advice would you give a landlord and, um, with a tenant that refuses to pay rent? Well, my advice to landlords uh, when, you have, when you have a tenant that refuses or doesn't pay rent is don't wait to serve notice for non-payment of rent. Don't wait. Even if that tenant comes to you and says, you know, uh, hey, Jay, I, I lost my job or um, something went down and I don't have access to the funds, don't wait. Because right now it's taking in and around seven to eight months to receive a notice of hearing. So the longer you actually wait to serve notice to start the process, the longer it's going to take for you to file and the longer it's going to take to get a hearing date. So don't, don't wait. If the, if the land, if the tenant is not paying, notice should be served the day after rent is due. Perfect. Um, so someone uh, is asking, where is your office located? Our office is located in the heart of North York. It's uh, at uh, Victoria Park, just south of Fitch. So let's talk about when a landlord um, can uh, gives notice to it. When can a landlord give notice to a tenant and under, under what circumstances? So a landlord can really give notice in different circumstances. For example, if the tenant stops paying the rent, the landlord would serve an N4 notice for non-payment of rent. If the uh, tenant is not allowing for showings, if the tenant is making noise or if the tenant is smoking and it's interfering with the landlord's rights, then the landlord, then the, then the landlord would serve the N5. Uh, more common notices are the N4, the N5, the N8 for persistent late payment. Um, the N12 is a very is a very heavily weighted uh, notice as well, and that's to end the tenancy for the landlords or new purchasers' own use. So, if you sell a property and the new purchaser requires possession, it's the N12. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's why, you know, it's, I'm so glad you decided to join today on the show because, I mean, you're a wealth of information. So thank you. Um, so what, um, you know, landlords, um, so let's say a landlord claims he needs a property back for his family, you know, which is quite common. People think they can just say that. But what, um, who is considered family? 
who is considered family? That's a good question. I get that asked all the time. Uh, your child or your parent? Okay, so brother, sister, and uncle, niece, nephew, unfortunately, are not considered family when it comes to serving legal notice. It's only your child or your parent. That's it. Yeah, there's so many, um, you know, people out there that just don't know the, you know, the law when it comes to this stuff, right? I mean, and, and you know, whether it's a, a landlord or a tenant, I think they're equally responsible when they don't know and they're not informed, right? So thank you again uh, for agreeing to come on um, and, and give us some of this information, right? So what rights do uh, a landlord have with regard to a tenant, like to, with regard to entering a tenant's property, either, you know, for monthly inspections or for even real estate showings? All right, so let's talk about entry. A landlord does not have to provide notice in two circumstances, okay? So let's talk about uh, entry without notice. Two circumstances, emergencies, or if the tenant consents to entry at the time of entry, okay? Mm -hmm. So you knock on the door, someone says, hey, can come I come on in? in? And they said, yeah, come on in. You so got that's it. consenting to entry, okay. Consenting. So, so usually when the super will knock on the door and say, well, can I come in and check your appliance that you're telling me it's not working? And if the tenant says, yes, come on in, then cons that's consent, right? Now, let's talk about notice, uh, the entry with notice, okay? So the landlord has to provide 24 hours notice in the case of an inspection, in the case that a mortgagee or an insurer wants to uh, assess the rental property or the complex in the event of um, a real estate showing. That's really important as well. For real estate showings, I always say the more notice you provide in advance, the better. Even if it's more than 24 hours notice, the better. The more that tenant is aware of when you're coming in, the more they have time to either prepare to vacate the property, well, prepare to step out of the property or just make sure the property is uh, show in showable condition. Yeah. So would you then, you know, um, I know this is, um, I'm just asking this question ad hoc, but would you then... Um, also say that it may be a better idea to say showings every day between this time and this time um would that be like a bulk showing time to get them to agree to that is that a better process as opposed to you know hoping that the office calls and they keep getting declined you know um for the showing that's a great question um see i know that as a realtor i know that common practice is that the uh, brokerage, the listing brokerage will call mm -hmm. the tenant. Or common practices, one of the things you just said, is that you know we'll, we'll do showings uh, Monday to Friday between let's say two and four or two and six or Saturday and Sundays, 12 to five, whatever the case is. So you don't have to provide notice. But legally, the tenant is entitled to, to be served 24 hours notice, uh, legally. So common practice although i understand the lingo i know what common practice is and i know that often you can't go to the property four or five times to post a notice of entry to the door for tomorrow's showings like it's sometimes it's physically not possible for you as an agent to go there but the law requires service of 24 hours notice for all showings and that's legally what you would have to do so we have a question here, and uh, Big City Zach. <laughs> uh, Hi, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, looks like you know big city, Zach. Anyways, <laughs> why would um, you make a separate contract for snow removal and lawn maintenance with a tenant and not add it to the lease? <clears throat> well, because they're two separate agreements. Okay? Let's talk about um, lawn maintenance and snow <laughs> removal. Even if you include that in the lease agreement and the tenant signs to it, because that clause is inconsistent with the Residential Tenancies Act, so it's inconsistent with the with the the law that governs landlords and tenants. Because the law says, although although the law doesn't make direct reference to snow removal and grass cutting, it does say that the landlord is responsible to maintain and repair. That includes grass cutting and snow removal. So, I always say is that you have to keep those two two separate. If you're hiring the tenant to do it, then you're going to have to have a separate contractor's agreement, separate from the lease. Right? Do you have to those... consider, give consideration. So absolutely. Uh, okay. Imagine yeah. like you're hiring. Like, yes. Think of it this way, Jay. Think of it uh, in the sense that you're hiring a contractor to do it. Right. If you were to contract a snow removal company, what would you need? You would need a contract there would be consideration and they would provide you with an invoice of what they did. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All those elements must be at play when you're hiring the tenant to do it. So the rent stays the same. The mm -hmm. rent will be $2,000 a month or whatever, whatever it is, the same, you will receive the same amount of rent every month. You will pay out based on when the tenant invoices you for their, their work, just like a contractor would, no different. Mm -hmm. Perfect. That's a good okay. question. That's a that's a good question. You know, that's um, a good question. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. There's lots to think about, right? There's lots of moving pieces where people don't think it through. I guess when they're doing these things and when it falls apart. I mean, luckily we yeah. have you. We can call you. <laughs> <laughs> so Naz um, is asking. Notice needs to be on the door. How about email and text message? That is a great question as well, Naz. The notice for entry is the only notice, okay? So the only notice that gets posted to the front door of the rental unit, that's it. All other notices have to be served in accordance to the rules of procedure. The only way that a notice can be served via email or text message is if the consent to service via email form is filled out. Okay, usually that's done mm -hmm. by the time of the lease. If that form is not filled out giving consent to service via email and you, you serve a notice via email and you wait seven or eight months to get to the board, the board can actually dismiss the landlord's application because proper procedure was not followed. Okay, so it's very important that if a matter is going through the landlord and tenant board, that proper procedure be followed. You know, and one of the questions, sorry, Jay, I, I need to add this because it's very, very important, if you don't mind. Yeah. One, of the, uh, one of the important things that you, you need to understand and you need to wrap your head around is that, um, and one of the questions will be asked is that, why are the laws always for the tenants? Okay, I get that question asked all the time at every single interview. And I always have the same answer. The law is there to protect all parties. Okay. Five years ago, when a tenant stopped, would stop paying, we would serve the notice and then file with the board. And then in three to four weeks, we would have a notice of hearing. Okay. That was, that was about five years ago. Now it's serve the notice 
follow the board and then wait. You're waiting seven to eight months to get to the board. So it's not that the law is for the tenant. It's that the procedure is is broken or the LTB is broken. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what that's what we need to we need to fix the LTB because it's not the law, it's it's the procedure, the length of time it takes to get to the board. And by the time you get to the board, seven to eight months have passed. If a tenant is is not paying rent already, then by the time you get to the board, they owe you a minimum of sixteen thousand dollars. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. It doesn't look like anyone is working these days. And, and I know they're working from home, but it really doesn't look like anyone is like truly working. But anyways, um, that's a rant for another day. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's the best way to give um, to get a, a tenant to leave? Especially if, you know, in, in our cases, when we're looking to sell a house, right? Like someone's looking to sell a house. What's the best way? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? My husband says money talks. The more money, the louder it talks. Cash for keys is the most effective way to get the tenant out prior to having the property listed on the market. So even before you list it, Cash for keys, always more enticing uh, to get the tenant out. And the reason why is because the landlord can really do whatever they want if a proper settlement uh, agreement and the N11 is signed by the tenant. They can sell the property, they can stage it, they can paint it, they can do the repairs, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, list it. You're not going to have any problems with the with the showing restrictions. You're not going to have any problems with closing. There's not going to be, you know, can I guarantee vacant possession? Can I not guarantee vacant possession? Because the tenant is gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and who wants someone else's, you know, tenant? Like everyone's skeptical about that piece, right, as well. Yeah. Um, which is really, really um, hard because... Um, I mean, I had a nightmare of a situation just with a buy, like with my buyer and, you know, people that didn't want to leave and we had gone through, but, you know, it was Christmas and, uh, um, you know, uh, the courts are closed over Christmas. It was just, you know, it, it can be quite um, consuming, let's just say. Oh, yeah. Right? So how, um, how would you, uh, you know, how would you say is the best way for a landlord to check uh, on a person before signing a lease or handing over the keys? Like how, what's the best way to check? And do you do that piece or no? Just land so, on tenant board. No, right? we don't provide that as a service. We get asked about it all the time, but we don't, that's not a service that we provide. Um, we refer that out to our, to our agents. So agents, this is your, your, yes, this is your, your expertise. <laughs> but I always say that you can save 90% or 95% of headaches by vetting the tenant, okay? Vet them, get them through the ringer, just like how you would a buyer. So if a buyer were to call you and say, hey, can you show me 10 properties? You're not gonna get into a car and show them 10 properties. You wanna know, are you approved for a mortgage? Are you working with an agent? You know, do you have a pre-approval? You're asking qualifying questions, right? Same as the tenant. You wanna make sure, do you have a credit? What's your credit, right? What's your form of income? Right? Are who's going to be occupying the property? Are you a smoker or non-smoker? You know, you want to make sure that you you're you're basically going through a process of disqualification, like a buyer, no different. Right? Check them out on social media. 
Instagram and Facebook. I mean, if they're telling you they don't have a pet over the phone and then you go on their Instagram, they have a thousand pictures of their dog. Guess who got lied to, right? So, you know, make sure you check them out on social media. Social media is their life on the internet, right? I don't have a Uh, dog, by the way. (laughs) another tool is canly.org yes canly.org is basically gives you access to online um court orders and landlord and tenant board orders are now becoming public so if you if you're you know if you're looking trying to check out a prospective tenant and you input their name to Canley and they pop up, well, you know, it's interesting for you to read that order Mm -hmm. and see, well, did this person get evicted? Did the person take the landlord to the board? You know, what's going on? So Canley.org is great as well. Check their references, references from their previous landlord, not their current one, because if they they stop paying the rent and the landlord is forgiving $20,000, they will tell you everything under the stars (laughs) to get them out. Right. But their former landlord is the one that, you know, they don't care. They have no ties to the tenant. They're the ones that are going to tell you the truth. Right. And I'll tell you, for my own tenants, for my own rental properties, I put them through the ringer. I want to know who you are because this is what I do for a living. I don't want any headaches. I want to know who you are uh, and who's going to be occupying my property. And now more than ever, I want to know that you can pay the rent because we rely as landlords we rely on that rental income in order to offset our expenses yeah no for sure for sure so what if the you know a lease is signed but the keys are not handed over yet and then you kind of you know pick up on you know some um you know probably uh something that comes up that maybe you would have disqualified that person anyways, or, you know, they've got a lot of red flags that suddenly come up last minute. How would you handle that piece? Well, it depends. Whose side am I on? Am I on the tenant (laughs) side? (laughs) I'm usually on the landlord's side. Um, And I always tell my landlords, prior to you even signing a lease, vet them or sign a a conditional, uh, conditional lease, Form 400 have a condition in there that allows a landlord to, you know, basically do their due diligence before the new Ontario standard lease is signed. Because once that lease is signed, Mm -hmm. if keys are not released for whatever reason, that party is now in breach of contract. So on the landlord side, if you don't release the keys, the tenant can apply to the board and, Mm -hmm. and have the board enforce that the landlord let the tenant in. Yeah. It's a little gray there. Yes, yes, absolutely. That becomes, I mean, I asked the question because, you know, uh, it takes it into a whole different area of, of law too, right? Because yeah. uh, um, because then the onus is even more on you to provide, you know, that proof. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, I could keep you on forever. <laughs> I'd love to be on, on forever. forever. <laughs> the only <laughs> thing is... Um, I noticed that when we do uh, these lives, um, people have a attention span of like 20 minutes, 30, and we've like, we're on to almost 30 minutes right now. And, and oh, I'm wow. glad everyone stuck around. Um, wow. Yes. 
It's an interesting topic. People can. It is. It is. Yeah. I, I can listen to you every day. I can listen to you every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would never grow old for me. I'd be like, oh my God. Yeah. I just learned something new. It just reminded me again. Um, but, you know, I want to be able to get you to share, um, you know, as much as uh, you can about your business. So I'm not sure if, if there's something else you'd like to add in, in our wrap up. And uh, I'd, I'd love for you to. Well, like Go I mentioned, we're, we're here to provide support to realtors, brokerages throughout the province. So if you are a realtor and we can help you or help your client or your landlord client, we're here to support you. If you are a broker manager and you want us to put together a seminar for your uh, brokerage, we do them for other brokerages all throughout the province, absolutely free of, uh, free of charge. Um, Send us a, a DM and we'd be more than happy to set something up. If you contact my office, uh, I usually I don't answer the phones. or And the reason why is because I'm either training agents, I'm in hearings, or I'm negotiating termination of tenancies. One of my powerhouse uh, paralegals are more than happy to assist you. But the best way to get a hold of me is via email. And that's info at stonegatelegalservices.ca. And that's, I can respond to your, to your email at any time. Perfect. And, uh, you know, um, follow her on Instagram. Um, she does some live videos, which has tons of information, um, which I'm sure everyone is going to, at some point, you know, have a client that needs some help or, you know, have a tenant that they need to evict and you need to call Vita. So, um, yeah. So thank you again. Thank you so much for your time. I so appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thank you for having um, me. Yeah. And for all of you watching, um, thank you for spending your evening uh, with us. We appreciate it. For all of you, uh, my name is Jacqueline Watson. I'm a realtor with Sutton Group. And um, I'll have the replay saved so you can watch it again. We also have uh, a podcast. So it's called Elementary. <laughs> um, and it's available on Google and um, everywhere podcasts are played spotify google uh, apple and yeah and if you want to be interviewed um dm me and and we'll be i'll be happy to have you back again in the new year if you'd like it'll be so great i'm down anytime thank awesome. you so much for having thank me thank you thank you so much have a good thank evening thank you everyone bye everyone bye